Welcome to the PT Legends Podcast, where co-hosts Dave Bess and myself, Scott Carpenter, share our journey in secrets of success. From our humble beginnings as personal training employees of a big box gym, to struggling studio owners that have made every mistake in the book, to where we are now, the owners of a multi-seven-figure business operating multiple personal training studios internationally, and now coach and mentor to fitness professionals in five countries and counting. This is our story, and these are our secrets. Subscribe to our podcast, learn, take action, and build your own fitness empire. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the PT Legends Podcast. I am Scott. Big Dave, clocking back in. Clocking back in, and today's a special one because we have a special guest on. This is Andrew Frezza. Um, he is the co-owner of Fit Town Jupiter. And you may also know him uh, as the podcast host of the Seven Figure Box Podcast, which is now Coach Care Lead Podcast. Um, and Andrew has been in the business for quite a long time. He's very successful at it. Um, and he's also got a rock star coaching course now uh, where he helps develop amazing, excellent coaches. So today uh, uh, we're going to have him on and talk a little bit about what it takes to be a better coach. Uh, so, Andrew, thank you so much uh, for coming on as, as a guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to yeah. be on this side of it this time around. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because like we never really got into a whole ton of your backstory because we met as you found us through PT Legends and listened to our podcasts. And then uh, we connected really well. Um, and then it's funny as we were just about to roll on this podcast, uh, you started telling us about your backstory. I'm like, whoa, save it for the podcast. So like what what led you to be very, very passionate about like hiring and coaching and developing and leading and, and producing excellent coaches in this industry? Yeah. So about a decade ago, my brother and I opened up CrossFit Palm Beach in Jupiter, Florida. And like a lot of affiliate owners, CrossFit affiliate owners, we kind of went into it just feet first, like fire ready aim, right? You just go, go and take action. And that was me and my brother coaching the majority of my cl other classes. And, um, Tony didn't have as much experience, my brother. So I was doing the majority of it and he would kind of assist. And then as the gym started to do well and grow, we had to hire new coaches. And I remember number one, when I was doing a lot of the coaching, I never really knew what made a great coach or not. I played baseball growing up. And I remember thinking about like, well, what did I like about this coach? And what did I like about that coach? And, you know, and then you see the successful coaches at the highest level in sports. You know, you look at a Bill Belichick, you look at a um, Phil Jackson, and they all have different styles to them. So is it, is the coach, the, the one who wins the most is the coach, the great coach, the one who's the strictest, who's the biggest hard ass. And I didn't really have a good North star for what made a great coach in the fitness industry. Um, I just tried my best every single time I was out there, but that didn't really become truly obvious to me until I went to hire other coaches. So once the need was there to hire other coaches, it was like, oh my God, I really have no framework or idea of what makes a great coach at all. Like I have no system mm -hmm. for developing this person. I have no real education for them. It was literally like just tag along, shadow with me and, and like pick up the things that I do well and avoid the things that I don't do well. And it's up to you to decide which of those things are good and which of those things are bad. And, um, and hopefully you'll just develop into someone that's an asset 
to this business. And, you know, over time I started to do a lot of certifications. I would send our coaches to certifications and I saw this, like this dichotomy starting to take place. You had these certifications that were so technical based, go to a CrossFit level one, a CrossFit level two or level three, you go do a kettlebell certification, weightlifting, mobility, gymnastics. I mean, I did it all over the course of my first four or five years coaching. And then on the flip side, I was also really invested in personal development. So I would do a bunch of Tony Robbins seminars. I did a 12 week course with uh, Dale Carnegie, not actual Dale Carnegie, who's no longer alive, but his teachings and learning the, the principles of how to win friends and influence people and public speaking and, and all these things and reading and listening to podcasts about the growth mindset. And what happened is it became very clear to me that the technical side was nice. It was nice knowledge to have, but what really made me a better coach was all of these soft skills, relationship building skills, the ability to connect and communicate with the other person. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, through the experience I was gaining and all this education really started to allow me to see some pretty clear frameworks of what goes into a great coach, what goes into a great class experience or one-on-one -on -one setting. And I didn't see anything out there like it. Again, anything that was being sold in the fitness industry was so about the technical coaching and yes. not enough about these soft skills. So I really set out to create a, a course and a immersive experience that would help coaches see the bigger picture, have a North star and help them develop the skills to be well-rounded as a coach. That's, that's fantastic. And it's needed everywhere. I'm sure like, as you're talking about the struggles that you had when you first started hiring, every single owner has gone through that. And the funny thing is, it's not even just, you know, single box owners and single gym owners and whatever your model is. But when I was at Lifetime Fitness for four years and I ran the department, so I had 25-ish trainers on staff, there wasn't a system for that. It was like you said, it was all based on technical stuff, all based on technical stuff, right? And your pay grade, you know, you could be eligible to step up pay grades depending on which extra certifications you had. And they were all really technical things. And the most successful people they weren't, they weren't resting on those laurels. They, they, they were, they had these, these other aspects, these intangibles of coaching, right? These soft skills that you just don't learn anywhere. And I think yeah. Dave and I, that's where we really progress too, is because we're, mm -hmm. we're really big on personal development, right? And a lot of like, yes, read a lot of Tony Robbins and James Clear and this and this and this on growth mindset and establishing the habits that you need. And that has really helped us. And so it's awesome to see that you're putting that together in a format to, to train. And is it like kind of help train these coaches in those areas? Yeah. So we, we started with our staff and we have a process for onboarding our new coaches. And actually we've, we've hired six of our last coaches from out of state. So we're taking them through this process to get them ingrained in our culture, how we do things. And then We've worked with gym owners and their entire teams, as well as individual coaches who are a part of a gym that want to develop these skill sets. Um, oh, I have a question for you guys. So you guys have experienced it. How much do you believe these soft skills can be developed versus do you feel that they're innate? Ooh, that's a great mm. question. Great question. And it's funny because Dave and I were actually reflecting on some of the, we actually, like one of our recent podcasts that'll 
that is processing now, we talked about like a lot of our screw ups because we we found somebody that's good on paper, right? That's got the technical skills and they're, they maybe are good in interview. They say the right things and this and that, but, um, and they should be good hypothetically. They may, they maybe can make a good connection with even with, with their client, but they aren't happy people. They aren't, they don't have their shit together. And no matter what, no matter how great they look on paper, if that is not the case, it'll be a disaster because like your question is, you can't teach certain things. You cannot teach certain things. I would rather any day of the week, I would rather have someone who is less experienced, who has less technical knowledge, but they have a thirst for wanting to learn, get better for helping people. And in general, they're a positive, happy person, right? Heading in the right direction. Those things you cannot teach and develop. Um, we've seen it again and again. But there are some things like there are some things where you can lead people who want more for themselves and for others. You can lead and teach them a lot of those things, a lot of those soft skills that you're talking about. Yeah, I think so, it comes down to if someone genuinely, if I meet them and they genuinely want to help people, then you can teach them any type of soft skill. But if they don't have that, hey, I want to work with you because I want to help people then it does not matter what you try to teach them soft skill wise. It's just going to go in one ear and out the other. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a big part of it. And, um, you know, people often say hire for personality and train for skill. Um, and I think that's a big aspect of personality tangible is someone that has Mm -hmm. a strong desire to help people. Um, we also use a couple just like general tests, which is we, we always, like I said, we've hired six coaches from out of state and we always have them come and stay with us like a recruiting trip, um, for a few days or even a week. And we use a couple tests. One is like the car ride test. Would you be excited to spend six hours in a car with this person and, and look forward to that like dead time of being with this person? That's Um, cool. I like that. Yeah. That one's a really good one. Reminds Um, me of like the the Mario test from the Bronx tale. (laughs) It's for it's for a potential like girlfriend or something like that. Like if the car's like she leans over to unlock your door. Uh-huh. This is back. This is back when they didn't have remote starters. Then she's a keeper. So it's like it's your version of the Mario test. I love it. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then the other the other framework is like if you're not excited or think there's a potential that you would work with this person for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. don't work with them for a day. Um, and you know, I think with what, what Mm. we're doing at our gym, for sure, what you guys are doing with wanting to have a really deep impact, the quality of the person you have to bring onto your team has to hold up to that standard. If we were at McDonald's and we're just hiring for someone to really do a, you know, an hourly job, can you hold that standard? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But I think at a lot of our gyms and what we're trying to create the cultures, we can hold that standard. That's a really good one. I'm gonna have to, you're, you're gonna have to email me these when we finish up. <laughs> um, but as it relates to like training some of these soft skills, one of the things that I hear a lot from gym owners is, yeah, but I can't teach people to care. I can't teach my coaches mm-hmm. to care. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that statement. And but what I'll, I'll I'll tell people is that look at look at your relationships. Like Valentine's Day was yesterday. 
you may love your wife. You may say you love your wife, but do you do the things on Valentine's Day and other days to show your wife that you love her, right? You may care about your clients. You may care about your job, but do you do the actions and habits of a person that Mm -hmm. cares about their job, right? Or another way to look at this is like, we have transformation clients for PT legends or potential clients. That person has 50 pounds to lose. Well, at some point in their life, they gain those 50 pounds. Is it because they don't want to be healthy? Is it because they don't care about being healthy? Not necessarily. They just might not have the mindset, the habits, and the actions aligned. They might not really know what that looks like to be a person that doesn't carry those 50 pounds. So the same is true with coaching. We have a lot of coaches that care. We have a lot of coaches that want to make a career in the fitness industry, but they don't necessarily know what the actions, habits, and mindsets are of a coach that can make a career in the fitness industry. And that's what we're trying to define. So some of that may look like soft skills where we're trying to teach people to care. Mm -hmm. But what we're really trying to do is take a person who has the seed of caring already there and get them to show it and do it on a daily basis. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And you're right. Like there's, there are a lot of people that do, they just, they don't know how to do it. Right. They just don't, they, they want to make an impact. They want to care, but they just don't know how to be effective at it. Yeah. So what does your program look like? I'm, you, you I'm interested now. I'm probably going to hire you after. This. So <laughs> you, you, okay. So let's say that you meet, you meet Tom, he comes down, you guys hang out. He passes your two tests. We're moving forward. So what, what does your program look like? I think you said it's like, it's based around five, five yeah, elements, so we, right? have, we have the five levels of the rockstar coach and I can run through those, but basically the same way we would onboard a new coach at our facility is, is a very similar process to what we do for other coaches and other gym owners and their staffs. And the latest iteration of that is a 12 week immersive course where Um, it's online. Everybody has their individual access to this course, 30 to 45 minutes of weekly video content. There's quizzes and there's exercises. And then we get on a group call every single week. So I have another cohort of that starting here in about a month, uh, towards the end of March for that. Um, so when we hire a new coach, we just hired one recently within the first week or two, we're giving them the login to this course. They're going through it on a weekly basis. And then we meet with that person every single week to be able to check in with them, add to the content, have these conversations and make sure that everything is being grasped by that person. And the foundational framework that that course is built on is what we call and define as the five levels or roles of a rockstar coach. And we created this pyramid. We won't be able to show it because this is mostly audio, Uh, but basically the pyramid has a foundation and then each level above that builds off of it. So the foundation for us is what we call the cheerleader role. And anybody who's been a fitness coach or trainer might cringe a little bit hearing the word cheerleader because no one wants to be just the cheerleader or in Dave's words, just the rep counter. We don't want to be known as that person. We want to be able to give real value. But for us, A cheerleader, whether they're in a group class setting, a one-on-one setting, doing remote coaching, the cheerleader is the person that values the one-on-one relationship and knows that that's the priority. It's the person that builds that one-on-one trust and connection and makes you feel cared for. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the, the building block of any technical coaching or any fitness coaching that's going to take place. The second level up is what we call the director. And this is the second level for us because we're mainly coming from a group mindset and the logistics aspect of that is so important, right? So this is the person mm -hmm. who creates a lesson plan. They know minute by minute what's going to happen in that 60 minute class. Um, they stage the gym, whether it be for a group setting or a one-on-one -on -one setting, everything is set up in advance for that person. You're not scrambling on the spot to move a rower over or bring a dumbbell over. It's all set up. It looks like that person like made it for you. It's perfect. They manage the clock and the music and all these logistic elements. So everything just flows smoothly, whether you have just a small group or you have 30 or 40 people in a class, everything is catered to that. And it, it flows very smoothly. And they're the person that's a great public speaker. They can present to a large group as well. And then the third level up is a technician. So this is the person that gets people to move safely. They get them to move better. They use visual, verbal, and tactile cueing to get the person to improve their technique, which is what we traditionally think of when we think of coaching in most cases. And then the fourth level up is the programmer. So this is the person that can communicate and plan the bigger why. It could be a training block. It could be a goal. In terms of PT legends, it is, hey, this is... This person's coming to me to lose 10 pounds. They're coming to me to see these changes in their life. How do we know the end result and build backwards towards that result? And then finally, that top level is the coach. And this is the person that is able to help that client break through obstacle, obstacles, build confidence. This is the person that leads by example. And um, usually this person is a great salesman as well because they walk the walk and they know how to help those clients get to where they are and help them break through those barriers and obstacles. So the first thing I like to point out on this is that the two base levels, the two most foundational levels of what makes a rockstar coach really have nothing to do with, with what most people think of with traditional mm -hmm. coaching. If most people were to define the traditional coach, they'd pick out those middle, upper two levels, the technician and the programmer. Okay. It's the person that builds out the workout and it's the person that executes the, the actual workout, the sets and reps. But for us, you earn the right to do that. You earn the right to be able to execute that with the person. And you earn that through the base two levels, through creating a strong one-on-one -on -one connection, and then showing that you're prepared and executing a well-flowing, smooth experience where you might like, let's say I have a class of 20 people and I have someone show up for the first time. If that person shows up and I remember their name, I check in with them to see how they're feeling. I make sure that an exercise isn't causing them pain or bothering them. I introduce them to another person in the group. So they feel welcomed by their group. I, the classes run well, the, the clock is working. They know where to go. They know what's being asked of them. The music is good. It feels good. Even if I never tell them, hey, squat lower or drive your knees out on your squat or keep your chest up, even if I never get around to a technical cue to, with that person, that person's going to come away from that experience and go, that felt good. Like, I don't know why it felt good. It just felt good. And that earns me months or years to create a change with that person mm -hmm. because of those two foundational levels. And I earn the right to technically coach them down the road by doing those base levels really well. 
Yeah, this is this is very thorough, and I like it because if if you're a gym owner listening to this, you might think, oh yeah, that's some common sense. But here's the thing: that's because it's us. We're the gym owners. We care more than anybody. We're innately going. Almost most of us are going to be doing all these things already. But the it falls. You guys know it falls apart when you hire your coaches to do this for you. Because they don't think how you think. They don't know everything you know. They don't know why it's so important to have this thing laid out and prepared when it come, when they come in. Like all these little components that you probably do, you probably have a lot of frustration because not all your employees do this. And this is great because sometimes you, it's hard because like, okay, I'm, I'll try and teach this to my people. But you, you've been doing it for a while and you can't always think about all this. You don't always know everything that you do that makes it successful, Right. And, and, uh, it's not, it's it, yes, yeah, because you care more, but at the end of the day, I love how you breaking out, broken out all these steps and you can actually teach everybody's staff how to do this. Yeah. You're spot on. Most of the gym owners that I work with are gym owners that resonate with the content, agree with the content. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily earth shattering for them, but they go, I've never had a system to get yes. my coaches to yeah. follow through with this and, and hiring and developing these is something that we typically don't enjoy because there's a risk involved. Like it's time consuming. We tend to, yes, maybe do a little bit of shadowing, a little base overview on stuff. We might mention something once, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, make sure you're setting up before they're ready. We don't spend the time that we need to developing our people and we pay the price for it. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of hours and it's a lot of, all the work that you've done putting this in and trial and error on things, nobody really does that. So I, I, I absolutely uh, love it. I got a hypothetical for you, Andrew. 20-year-old from Grand Canyon University. We take him out and we hand him right to you. What can you create in 12 weeks with him? So it's just a brand new coach, no bad habits, not a ton of technical skills. Where can we go in 12 weeks with your program? Yeah, so this person would would I would want them to be getting experience in addition to just taking the course. Mm-hmm. If this person is getting reps in a group class setting, in a one-on-one setting, combining that with the course, that's where the magic is going to happen. But my goals for this person is that they master those two lo- two bottom roles because the technician role and the programmer role is still going to take time. Because they will need to do some of these other certs. They will need to, um, you know, see program for clients and see the result of that. And we help to give them frameworks for that. But ultimately, my goal is that they master those two roles, which is connecting with individuals and preparation. And they look like a professional. So this person that is kind of showing up, probably showing up in what they would wear to the gym to go coach at the gym is now showing up looking like a professional. This person is remembering every single name and personal details about every single client that they work with. This person is on the floor 10 minutes before and after every training session. This person is planning each minute of every session that they work with and then checking in with themselves after those sessions to see how well they executed on that. And they now have a filter for taking every single technical piece of knowledge that they take in in the future 
and running it through this filter. Because what I've seen with coaches is that it's so easy for them to have this black and white mindset where they learn something from uh, an OPEX certification. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're out in Arizona. Mm -hmm. and Or they learn something from a weightlifting certification. And now you see this coach, instead of running it through this filter that they have, everything is now run through the weightlifting filter. And everything about what they learned before is now somehow wrong because of what they learned in weightlifting or in OPEX or whatever. And this is going to keep this person grounded in really what makes a great experience for people. And then now they can take bits and pieces of what they're learning and, and filter it into that. And you get a coach that no matter what happens, they always connect with individuals and they always prepare and plan for every session. And then once you do that, you can have your own style. You can have your own way that you like to program, but there's going to be a foundation there that will make you a great asset to any team. I like it. I like it. And I know um, we're talking before, cause like in, in PT legends, we, we talk about how the workouts, while they're a necessary component, they're the least important in many ways. Like with transformations, whether it's done in a one-on-one format or a semi-private versus a group versus your more CrossFit style versus your more bootcamp style versus your more traditional bodybuilding, a lot of those different things can work for a lot of different people. Um, What's more important is the the coaching, right? And I I like it because one thing that you said is like, it's not that the, the workouts aren't important. It's just that the other things are, are more important, right? Because again, you, if you miss like all those levels that you talked about being, you know, the, the cheerleader and the director and all those kind of things, and you are just an amazing, amazingly knowledgeable and deliver the best technical workout ever. You'll never get a chance to work with them again, past what they originally signed up with. You'll be, and I saw that at lifetime a lot. Some of the most, the biggest brainiacs, the biggest fitness nerds, they knew everything. They could not translate a damn thing to their clients. And they were very, very, very ineffective as personal trainers. Um, I saw that a lot. Yeah. Unless you're working at the highest levels of sport where you're just like, you're just making, you know, Olympic level athletes or Mm -hmm. best NFL players and MLB players in the world. I mean, I would argue that even then you still benefit from this same approach, Sure, but unless you're at that level, you need to meet people where they're at, you know, emotionally and physically, and you need to have that empathy for those other people. And that's the only way you create longevity in coaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that, that's where we really saw eye to eye right away on this kind of stuff. Um, and we kind of came to the same conclusions in different ways, right? It, which, is, which is really cool. And I love the system that you built out with this. Um, and, and so you said it was it's about 12 weeks, correct? That you take, take people through? Yeah, 12 weeks. And basically we spend uh, the first two weeks, we, t- we really get coaches clear on why they're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the fitness coach as a career. And one of the first lessons in the course, we talk about the doctor versus the coach. And I think that the coach has as much of an ability as a doctor 
and in my opinion, a lot more to dramatically change people's lives. And there's misconceptions out there because we don't go through eight years of schooling. We don't have to pass all these exams. We don't have to take on all these student loans to, you know, we could do a weekend fitness certification and we could be coaching the next Monday. And there's a lot of pros and cons to that. But I think what the biggest con of that is allows people to take for granted the role that we have as coaches to change lives. And I really firmly believe, and I'm that my, my mission is to help, help coaches out there that believe coaching can be a career for them. And more specifically coaches out there that feel that coaching is their calling to be able to do this. Um, and so the first two lessons of, of the rockstar coaching course, we have them really look internally to find that intrinsic motivation, decide whether they want to commit to this. And then once they do that, we spend two weeks on each of the roles, two weeks on the cheerleader, two weeks on the director and so on. And we kind of wrap things up in that final week. Um, but yeah, we, we really try to set a, set the mindset first. And if that person decides that they're a hobby coach or they're just doing this as a job, as a stepping stone, nothing wrong with that. Um, chances are they're not going to like the course though. Um, and they probably won't finish it. So we're really looking for people that want to make this career or feel that this is their, their calling their life's work. That's, that's fantastic. Um, and, and, uh, one last question for you. If what's your favorite book to recommend to a, a coach that will help them be more successful or be more introspective, whatever, what, what's one book that you love to suggest? Um, that, that really helps them learn something or, or perform better? There's so many. I mean, I find myself recommending books to different people, mm -hmm. on our, like just our coaches on our own team. Rarely am I recommending the same book to everyone. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a few that come to mind. I'll just, I'll just run through real quick, maybe like a top five here. Um, one that I hear shared the most, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie is really good. But I think for what our course is, our course has translated all that stuff way better for the fitness professional. So yeah. that's, that's um, I, if someone's gone through our course, I never recommend that book because it's, it's just redundant. Um, Atomic Habits is amazing. Uh, just yeah. such a great book for behavior change and understanding what goes into that. Uh, one of my favorite books that I don't hear recommended a lot is called The Compound Effect. And The Compound Effect is about compound growth and compound results. Um, one of the examples they give in that book is, is the example of, would you rather take a, a million dollars, just a hundred million dollars, or would you rather take the, a, a penny every day for 30 days that doubles every day for 30 days. And, um, you know, they break out the math and you would want to take the penny that doubles every day. Mm -hmm. But what's so interesting about that example is you get like 20 days in to that penny example. And I'm probably going to butcher the example, but it's like, you have a hundred dollars, 20 days in, and you're like, right. I'm two thirds yeah. of the way through this process. And I only have a hundred dollars. And like, I should have taken, taken that million. That would have changed my life. And I only got this freaking hundred dollars. But what happens in the last 
you know, 10 days of this in compounding is just night and day. And mm-hmm. I know you guys have seen that result um, with what's happened with you and PT Legends. And I, I know most people have seen that result where that moment before you're about to quit or that moment before your clients are about to quit is really the moment before this exponential growth is really going to take place. So that book yeah. is so valuable for and, helping. And just a real life example of that. It's like, this is how people are overnight successes that have been working at something for 10 years before they became overnight successes. Exactly. It's like that hockey stick, like growth. Exactly. Um, so that book is just, I, I just fall back on that principle so often. Um, and mm-hmm. then two others that are probably more specific to coaching, um, the talent code and the art of learning. Um, both of those are really, really good books of just about how to develop skills and how to think about like progressions and learning and acquiring skills. And that's fantastic. So that's, that's a meta skill, learning how to learn more effectively and efficiently and connect those dots. Mm-hmm. These are all meta skills that help you with every other skill in life. Um, mm-hmm. So those are important ones to learn about and polish. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, how can people find you? What's the best way? Yeah. So, I mean, I love having just direct contact with people. So if anybody wants to learn more about what we do, feel free to shoot me an email, andrew at fittown.com. Um, you can check out our gym, fittownjupiter.com or head over to carecoachlead.com, but it's actually care-coach-lead.com. And then if you're interested in the Rockstar Coaching Program, um, and if you're a coach, ideally someone that's in their first few years of coaching who wants to really expedite their path to a career or, or living their calling, or you're a gym owner that has these coaches on your team, or you want to have a process for being able to hire an onboard in the future, then that's really our ideal person. You can go to care-coach-lead.com slash rockstar, and you'll be able to see the course. You could book a call with me if, you, if you're not sure if you want to commit to it, um, or you could just sign up right there and join the next cohort of it. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks, yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate the time and having me on. You got it. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the PT Legends podcast. Dave and myself, Scott, would love to thank you for tuning in and listening to the PT Legends podcast. You can get direct access to us by joining our free Facebook group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash seven-figure personal trainer. That's seven-figure personal trainer with the number seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep on learning and keep on living. Finally, if you picked up any tips whatsoever in this episode that you found helpful, be sure to leave us a review and tell us what you like best about it. Can't wait to see you on the next episode.